Here we go again, my friends. Down the road that never ends. Hey, this is Americana, the American way. I am Big John. And I'm going to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse's trial. This has been going on for a while. I was on it right after it happened. Um, so... I'm on, we are on Rumble, as well as the Anchor podcast platform, and any other podcast platform your little heart desires. Find me on YouTube, or no, you don't find me on YouTube anymore. Uh, Twitter, at the real underscore Big John. You can find me on Rumble, at Americana the American Way. Uh, on parlor at the real big john all one word so we'll play you a few sound bites from uh the last day and a half or so of the rittenhouse trial and we did have you read over your statement right correct and we asked if you knew anything beyond that statement correct we didn't ask you to change it you yes you did so, you said we asked to change it to identify Mr. Zeminski? Yes. Or if I wanted to change any details to, um, how, to how I, if I remember anything else throughout that night, and to add Joshua Zeminski. Now, we... So, right there you have the defense, or the prosecution, asking... One of their witnesses, or might have been one of the defense's witnesses, to change his story. Uh, it is rumored that this gentleman, uh, whose name is, that's the wrong piece of paper, uh, Nathan De Bruin, uh, it's rumored that he is on the high functioning end of the autism spectrum. Something that you have to understand is people with Asperger's autism are very intelligent and they're almost incapable of lying and there was no way that him stating that the defense or the prosecution is trying to uh, manipulate him there's no way that he, that lie would have benefited him. They wanted him to change his story after the fact. Simple and plain. Uh, you can watch uh, Nathan DeBerg's, pardon me, Nathan DeBruin's testimony. It's all over. I suggest you watch the full hour and a half of it. But here's some more from the pathetic prosecution's case while I light my cigar. Your Honor, I don't want to jury here. He's commenting on my client's right to remain silent. No, Your Honor, I am making the point that after hearing everything in the case, now he's tailoring his story to what has already been introduced. That the is problem is, this is a grave constitutional violation for you to talk about the defendant's silence 
is and and, the, and you're right. You're right on the you're right on the borderline, and you may you may be over, but uh, it better stop. Understood. This is I can't think of the case the initial case on it, but it's uh, this is not permitted. All right, um, Your Honor, I don't want to jury here. So we're starting to loop back around. <clears throat> so Kyle Rosenbaum, or yeah, Kyle Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum's one of the guys that got shot. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, young man, went to a place called Kenosha, Wisconsin, 20 minutes from his home in Illinois. He went there because, uh, one, he works there. Uh, his dad lives there. He has friends there. He feels he's part of that community. And he wanted to help out. He is, he was in what is known as a cadet program with his local fire department and also one with his local police department back in Antioch, Illinois. The media is trying to frame this kid. What I see in the videos of him from that night and what I've seen throughout this trial is a frightened young man, child almost, uh, although I, I wanted to hold back from calling him a child, but he's a frightened kid. Let me just read from my notes, and that'll keep me on track a lot a bit better. Uh, my opinion, Kyle Rittenhouse is a kid who is trying to do good but got caught, got in over his head. What do I mean in over his head? He was out there trying to put his police cadet and mostly his fire EMT cadet training to use. He was not out there trying to arrest people. He was not look, walking around looking for people to shoot. Although the prosecution repeatedly complained and cried about this evil AR-15 that he was carrying. Of course, we know that the AR-15 rifle is the official rifle of Satan, uh, according to the anti-gun liberals. I hurt my dog's feelings, so now I have to make up to her. Yes. I love you too. Come sit down. Sit, baby. All right. Um, repeatedly today in cross-examination of Kyle Rittenhouse, attorney uh, Binger referred to the AR-15. Why did you have an AR-15? Uh, we'll get to that later. Yesterday, they had their asses handed to them by this autistic guy. They were trying to pick him apart. Uh, the attorney that I refer to as the revolting blob on the prosecution team 
was very brutal, hostile with him, angry with him, because he wasn't going along with their narrative, because they wanted him to change his story. He initially, Nathan De Bruin was initially supposed to be a witness for the prosecution. Uh, today, the judge and defense brought up the notion, the idea, and the rumor is spreading online that the prosecution is trying to go for a mistrial. And the defense is going to at, has already asked for a mistrial with prejudice. What that means, that's not the kind of racial prejudice you're probably thinking, liberals. What that means is the defense or the prosecution cannot prosecute <coughs> Mr. Rittenhouse again. The entire case is thrown out with prejudice because the judge had to interrupt the prosecutors two or three times today for violating the laws as well as Mr. Rittenhouse's constitutional rights. Mr. Rittenhouse did not talk a whole lot from the time he, the shootings took place until today. He didn't give a whole lot of interviews. When he did give interviews, he talked about his medic training and things like that, but he did not go into deep dive details about the shootings and the defense has said or the prosecution is trying to say that Rittenhouse has stayed silent throughout the trial and leading up to the trial in order to play off of what he hears during the trial and then tailor his stories to the uh, to fit his narrative. Let's look at this. So today the defense put Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand. Uh, when he got to the question about describe shooting Mr. Rosenbaum Kyle starts making crying sounds and everyone's saying it's fake crying oh how do you cry without tears I thought I saw his eyes getting red and tearing up uh, he was fighting back the tears he was trying not to cry and he went into a full-on anxiety attack and started hyperventilating and the judge had to clear the courtroom uh, of the jury while he could regain his composure. Now, someone that's had severe anxiety attacks, and has, because I'm a big guy, I'm not allowed to cry. I cry if I want to. Fuck you. Uh, but I'm not supposed to. Uh, I know what it's like to fight back tears. And we didn't have a close-up enough look at Kyle's face to see if there were tears coming out of his uh, tears welling up but him holding them back
back to my notes. So he went into a full-fledged anxiety attack uh, when he turned himself into the Antioch, Illinois Police Department. He was having anxiety attacks in their waiting room and was throwing up. Uh, I myself have had anxiety attacks that were pretty close to that. Uh, I almost threw up and different things. Uh, the judge, like I said, repeatedly admonished the prosecution for breaking laws and violating Rittenhouse's constitutional rights. Rittenhouse's lawyers motioned for a mistrial based on the prosecution breaking the law of what they're allowed to say in front of a jury, what evidence they're allowed, they were allowed to present, and for violating Rittenhouse's right to remain silent. Uh, they show videos of Rosenbaum chasing Kyle Rittenhouse, throwing a bag at Kyle Rittenhouse, which Kyle didn't know what was in that bag. Prior to this, Mr. Rosenbaum had a chain in his hand. Uh, you assume when somebody says, I'm going to kill you if I get you alone, and they have a chain, that they're going to use the chain as a weapon even though the prosecution pointed out, well, you never saw Mr. this pompous shark boy haircut having prosecutor uh, binger. Brought this up that, well, you never saw Mr. Rosenbaum hit anyone with the chain. Uh so on and so forth, but many witnesses say they saw Rosenbaum with a chain that he wrapped around his hand, that he was swinging around, so on and so forth. It's been said on multiple occasions, Rosenbaum told Rittenhouse and others, unprovoked, mind you, that I'm going to kill you if I catch you alone. Uh, he is the bald guy. If you watch any legitimate news, uh, he's screaming, shoot me N-word, shoot me N-word at white people, mind you. Uh, and he had just gotten out of the loony bin. Just checked himself out of the wacko basket. That's the bag he had in his hand that he threw at Kyle was a hospital bag. The prosecution also pointed that out. However, they don't want the defense to point out that Mr. Rosenbaum had just walked out of a mental hospital, uh, that he was a child sex offender, and so on and so forth. So we see him running after Kyle. We see Kyle shoot him as he's getting closer to Kyle and grabbing Kyle's gun and such on and so forth. <clears throat> and 
the defense points this out well you never saw mr rosenbaum with a weapon with a, a gun a knife a bat a da, 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 da. you can defend yourself against an unarmed person think about that i paused on purpose i want you to think about that it I, i'm i'm a big old feller if i'm coming after uh, a, a 90 pound weakling and some psychotic pedo I'm not a pedophile by the way I'm pretending I'm Mr. Rosenbaum which Mr. Rosenbaum is pretty short little man syndrome uh, if an angry person is running at you they can hurt you with their hands if any, anybody if I were fighting God rest his soul one of my heroes Bruce Lee me at 400 pounds pretty strong bench presser weightlifter I would get my ass whipped by Bruce Lee and I would it would require me to have a gun in order to win a fight with Bruce Lee makes sense Mike Tyson, what is he, five foot eight? Used to knock the shit out of guys that were over six foot and outweighed him by 20, 30 pounds. If Mike Tyson is coming at you and you're Kyle Rosenbaum, you're Kyle Rittenhouse, pardon me, uh, if you're a small woman or me, a big fella with... Uh, Mike Tyson's going to kick my ass if I don't have a gun. Mike Tyson's going to hurt me bad. Okay? It is very, very possible to defend yourself or need to defend yourself from death and bodily harm with a gun versus someone who is unarmed. And it doesn't have to be... I went to extremes. It doesn't have to be Mike Tyson. It can be a however old Mr. Rosenbaum is, 25 or 30 year old guy versus a teenage boy, 17. Even though Kyle had a little size advantage, we don't know what Kyle's fighting ability is. We don't know what his strength is. We know he's a lifeguard. We know he's had some police and EMT firefighter training. We don't know. It, you know, this mangy, bald-headed maniac that's a pedophile and just got out of a mental asylum. And Kyle didn't know those things, but he knew this crazy person was threatening to kill him earlier in the evening if he got him alone. And Kyle cried repeatedly, said, I didn't want to kill him. I had to because he was going to kill me if he took my gun out of my hand. Shark boy haircut prick prosecutor is trying to play on people's fears of Satan's rifle, the AR-15. Uh, so, again, this is while the uh, prick accusation, 
prosecution is questioning him. Kyle starts crying. I pointed my gun at him because I wanted to stop him to stop chasing me. Later on, he goes on to say, he said he was going to kill me if he got me alone. Kyle did go back to try and help Mr. Rosenbaum. The prosecution tries to say that he did not, but he did. He circled back around. The prosecution says, well, the crowd got angry at you because they just saw you kill a man and then walk back around and stand over his dead body, you villain, you. Kyle said no. I wanted to go back and help him, but the crowd was chanting, get him, get him, get him. And so Kyle got scared and ran. He couldn't run any further from Mr. Rosenbaum because there was a guy named Mr. Symmetry, Mr. No, Zemetri, Zelensky, Zelensky, something like that. Uh, at one point, there was a bunch of rioters over here. And then there was the crazed pedophile chasing him from this other direction. So Kyle was trapped in there. And the only way to escape the crazed pedophile who wanted to kill him was for him to shoot the man until the man was no longer a threat. That man was the late uh, Mr. Rosenbaum. The prosecution kept trying to trap Kyle into lying, saying that uh, you lied to Mr. Gross, uh, Mr. Grosskreutz. This was the idiot yesterday, or a couple of days ago, that said, well, yeah, Kyle didn't shoot me until I pointed my gun at his head, and then the revolting blob of the defense team puts his hand down over his face like this. Uh, so, Gage, another pompous jerk, gross crutes, uh asked Kyle, did you just shoot someone? Kyle said, I didn't shoot anyone. Kyle said, hey, look, I lied at that time because I was scared. I had a crowd of people chasing me. I was trying to get to the police. Earlier in the day, he told uh, under oath and whatever, uh, when his attorney was questioning him, that he was trying to get to the police so he could turn himself in. And the police turned him away, said, don't come any closer. We'll get to that later. <clears throat> the prosecution said, you only pulled the trigger because he kicked you. This is... Uh, the second person wrote Rittenhouse shot. Uh, I forgot his name now, but it's you can find it online. The liars and the media will tell you. Um, this guy kicked Kyle in the head. Uh, I think it was after hitting him with a skateboard a couple times as well. And the prosecutor said he only kicked you and you shot him? Uh, 
does the prosecute does prosecutor Binger know that people have been stomped to death? People have been kicked to death. Repeatedly, Kyle Rosen, Rittenhouse, damn you, John, get it right. Kyle Rittenhouse repeatedly has said, I didn't want to kill anyone that night. Emotional as he said it, I didn't want to kill anyone. I want to play for you a little bit longer sound bite while I smoke and gather my senses here. I just did a three or four hour podcast with another friend. I've seen so many lies in the media, I have to get this out and hope that some of you see the truth and hear the truth and tell your friends. But this is the next time the judge admonishes the prosecution for being bastards. This is about 10 minutes long. For reconsideration, you did on the one motion, and in fact, I granted your motion for reconsideration. That was the other motion. I, I, uh, that's a, uh, excuse me. I, I, I did. I granted. We did not move that to reconsider. That was their motion. I, I, we have I, not filed any me. motions to reconsider in this case. That was their motion for reconsideration, which I denied. But uh, I said, I denied it, or I indicated a bias towards denial is what I did. Held it open with a bias towards denial. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance? Okay, so he turned down a motion from the defense and ruled in favor of the prosecution. There are a lot of liars and hayheads online saying this judge is biased towards Kyle Rittenhouse. Right there, he told the prosecution when the prosecution was breaking the law, that in a previous motion, I ruled in your favor over the defense. So he's calling it down the middle. The prosecution is just breaking laws and the Constitution left and right here, perhaps trying for a mistrial. We're switching on. It's not... before the jury you are already you were I, I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post arrest silence that's basic law it's been basic law in this country for 40 years 50 years I have no idea why you would do something like that and it gives um, uh, well I'll, I'll leave it at that so I don't know what you're up to yes we filed another acts motion on this exact issue because, in my mind, and I argued this, it is identical to what was going on on the night of August 25th in the sense that the defendant was using this exact same weapon. This is shark boy haircut guy, Mr. Binger, babbling. He was using it in a manner to try and protect property. No, he wasn't. There's... Your Honor, I, with all due respect... I'm not going to rehash the motion. Yeah, that's absolutely untrue. And there's, no, no, no. Your arguments of record, my comments are of record, and why I ruled as I did is of record. 
There's nothing that I heard in this trial to suggest that anything's changed, even if you're correct in your assumption that you know more than uh, I did at the time. Uh, you should have come to the court and say, I want to go into this. Uh, why you would think that you could go into it without any advance notice to the court, I don't understand that. And as the uh, defense is pointing out, you're an experienced trial lawyer, and this should not have been gone into. Your Honor, there have been things in this case, testimony in this case, that I believe opens the door to this. For example, the defense has introduced evidence that the defendant pointed a gun at a man wearing yellow pants because that person was on a car, on the car source lot. Now, there's no justification that I can think of why the defendant would point that gun at someone. The defendant has just testified this morning that he agreed with that person in the yellow pants that he pointed the gun at him. He said, I was joking when I said that to the guy in the yellow pants, but he said, he's acknowledged that he told the person in the yellow pants, yeah, you're right, I did point a gun at you when you were sitting on a car. He said, I did. That's what he exactly. So he's agreeing. So there was a guy who was standing on a car in the parking lot that Kyle and his friends were asked to protect by the parking car lot owner. Uh, this yellow pants guy, someone pointed a gun at him. He said it was Kyle, and then Kyle said, I did. And it's debated whether or not Kyle was being sarcastic. Kyle said he was just trying to defuse the situation and walk away. Uh, in the morning, Kyle's attorneys asked him, did you say it, I did with a question mark or I did with a period? And Kyle says, I was joking, I was being sarcastic and just walking away because I didn't want any trouble. So Binger is trying to say that Kyle wanted to use his AR-15, the official rifle of Satan, to protect property, which you're not allowed to do. So if someone's vandalizing your car and it's your only means of income or it's your means of income, you can't shoot them for destroying your car, but you can protect your person with a firearm weird-ass laws. Probably not that weird, actually. May I finish, please? I'd like to have a chance to make a record, if I could, without being interrupted, if that's okay. He has mentioned that he has he's acknowledged that he's used this gun to protect property. He's also just acknowledged that he knows he can't do that. I am attempting to impeach him now with the prior August 10th incident, 15 days prior, involving the same gun, where he is threatening to use that gun to protect property. It he goes... the gun with him. Your Honor, he is saying he wished he did so he could shoot people. You know, there's a lot of difference between commenting about something when you haven't got a gun and threatening someone when you do. You know, it's interesting, Your Honor, because the entire defense theory in this case is Joseph Rosenbaum, who was unarmed... You tell me what the defense theory of the case is. I want... May I, look, may I respond look. to what you just said, Your Honor? I'd like to respond to what you just said. I, I apologize, Madam Court Reporter, but I'd like to try and make a record without anyone interrupting me, if that's okay. I believe that there is a central part of this case that Mr. Rosenbaum is making threats that he has no ability to carry out. So, to your point, Your Honor, you're arguing that this August 10th incident, one...
Rosenbaum threatened to kill people, and it is possible to kill somebody when you are not armed with any weapon. There are many ways to kill a person. I don't know, I've never done it personally, but I've seen and read plenty of uh, legal cases, police reports, crime TV, whatever the hell, where people have been beaten to death. That crazed pedophile Rosenbaum could have easily gotten hold of Kyle's head and bashed his head off the concrete and killed him. We do not know <coughs> the hand-to-hand -hand combat abilities of Kyle Rittenhouse. He obviously felt... Uh, one aspect of why you don't believe it's relevant is the defendant didn't have the gun with him. The, this case is about someone who didn't have a weapon, and yet the jury is being told because of those threats, that means the defendant has to defend himself. So, with all due respect, Your Honor, mere verbal threats have already been shown to this jury and used as a basis for someone's subsequent actions. I am attempting, with the defendant, to use his mere verbal threat on August 10th, 15 days prior, that he's going to shoot shoplifters with his AR-15 to impeach the defendant in a murder trial. I would ask the court's forbearance to do that. I apologize, Your Honor. You're right. I probably should have brought this to your attention earlier. I may have misunderstood your ruling because I... He didn't misunderstand shit. The jury is not in the room while this conversation is taking place. And what he did was he drew first blood in the jury's eyes. He said this in front of the jury, so now it's in the jury's head. P.O.S. Made that more relevant, you would admit it, or at least consider it it's an admittance. I believe, based on the evidence that we've heard, and more specifically, exactly what the defendant said earlier about admitting pointing a gun at someone who is merely jumping or sitting on a car, that the door is open now to this testimony. And I continue to believe that his state of mind, his intent, his belief as to self-defense is the core of this case. That was the basis for my motion. You were strongly inclined against it. I understand that. But now we're in the middle of trial, and there's been a lot of evidence that's come in that I think makes this relevant. So I am attempting to impeach the defendant on his beliefs. I believe I'm entitled to impeach the defendant on his beliefs and on his statements. I'm going to interrupt you now, because you're talking about his beliefs. I think that's what they call his statements to your honor. Because he just said, can't use deadly force, can't threaten to use deadly force to protect property. So now I'm impeaching him on that. Your Honor, which the, the court has seen no reason to change its ruling. And just so this record is clear, in spite of the lengthy statement by Mr. Binger, before we started today, the court specifically stated in Mr. Binger's presence, there's been nothing to have me change any of my rulings. There have been numerous occasions during this trial where they've opened the door. The one time when they're going into Mr. Rosenbaum's prior, the reason he doesn't like guns, and I said something, I whispered in Mr. Krause's ear, it's because of the prior convictions. Please stop. And he did. He knows if you're going to go into something that's been excluded in a pretrial order, you better ask the court, you better get permission. This is ridiculous. 
it, was, know, it wasn't excluded, Your Honor. You know why it was excluded in the first place? Because it's, it was propensity evidence. That is exactly what 90404 is designed to prevent. You're talking about his attitudes. His attitude is he wants to shoot people. Now, I've admitted that kind of evidence in other trials when it's been appropriate. I didn't admit it in this case because, to me, what I've heard in this trial, and by the way, Mr. Richards absolutely correctly points out that just hours ago, I said I had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings. So why? Testimony, Your Honor. Pardon me? That was before the Don't get brazen with me. Uh, uh, you knew very well. You know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking outside the presence of the jury to do so. So don't give me that. That's number one. Number two, this is propensity evidence. I said at the time that I made my ruling, and I'll repeat again now for you, I see no similarity between talking about wishing you had your AR gun, which you don't have, so that you could take fire rounds at these uh, thought-to-be shoplifters. And the incidents in these cases, which are not... There's nothing in your case that suggests the defendant was lying in wait to shoot at somebody or reflecting upon the shooting for a vast amount of time. Every one of the incidents involves uh, matters that involve seconds in time. So I don't, I commented at the time, I don't see the similarity, and I don't see the similarity now. If it's not similar, that's, that's the whole rule. Those are all the exceptions to 90404. Check the authorities. Wigmore and Evidence. Judge Weinstein. Colonel McCormick. It's the the prior act has to bear the signature of the accused, or it has to be so similar as to suggest it's a common plan or something like that. You have an incident where he's making comments about some alleged shoplifters versus and, and, and crimes that involve instantaneous actions, whether premeditated murder. Or whether self-defense, that's for the jury to decide. But I don't see the similarity. I said it couldn't come in, and it isn't coming in. No matter what you think. Number two, I, I, I have to be concerned that with what Mr. Richards has said about the the, the progress of the trial, and and. Um, when, when you were way, well, I said you were over the line, in, uh, close to, or o over the line on commenting on the defendant's pretrial silence, which is a well-known rule. I, 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 I'm astonished that that would have been an issue. So I don't want to have another issue as long as this case continues. Is that clear? It is. Thank you. Ask the jury to come back in, please. That pompous little jerk is trying to throw the case or something. Or trying to uh, paint in the jury's mind that this kid's a cold-blooded killer. And he, he's the Charles Manson of Kenosha, Wisconsin. And there's nothing there to uh, establish that. As the judge said, Kyle, Rosenhaus, Kyle Rittenhouse had seconds to make life-saving decisions.
the prosecutor brings up Mr. Grosskreutz, the lying SOB, pompous jerk who was suing the city of Kenosha for $10 million and also admitted that Kyle did not shoot him until he pointed his gun at Kyle's head a couple of days ago. The prosecution said Mr. Gross Kurtz had a gun in his hand. Gross Kurtz only had a handgun, not an evil satanic AR-15 like Mr. Rittenhouse. The prosecution literally said why is he more of a threat to you with a handgun in his hand? The kid was defending himself from people attacking him. Grosskreutz was part of the mob that was chasing Kyle. Capiche? So Kyle has been hit in the head with a skateboard, kicked in the head by the guy with the skateboard and then he shoots the guy with the skateboard one time then Mr. Grosskreutz thinking that he needs to defuse the situation saying he thought Kyle was an active shooter walks up on Kyle with a gun in his hand then gets oh shit Kyle's got his AR-15 ready to go whoa shits and throws his hands up in the air because he's not the badass that he makes himself out to be, this Mr. Grosskreutz. He's got uh, hero syndrome, in my opinion. So, they play a video, the prosecutions, is that frame 500 shows you shooting Mr. Grosskreutz who stepped to the side of you. The prosecution says to Kyle, Kyle said, with a gun pointed at my head, I thought he was going to shoot me. The prosecutor, Binger, says, Grosskreutz didn't put both hands on the gun, and he does this in court. You can't see me on the podcast. But he holds his hands out. He doesn't point the gun at you in the ready aim fire position he's stepping to the side of you with the gun in his hand like this and Kyle's going pointing at my head and the prosecutor says well you know with that handgun he could have shot you from 10 15 20 feet away why did he have to get so close to you to shoot you the whole point and what Grosskreutz admitted to a few days ago was Kyle didn't shoot him until the guy walked up on him with a gun. The prosecution is trying to paint Kyle as this maniac shooter running around shooting everybody. He's only shooting people that he thinks are trying to kill him. I just said this is bullshit, self-defense at this point.
prosecutor goes on to say, after you shot people, you did nothing to help the people you shot. Kyle said, I was walking to the police, and I put in parentheses to turn himself in. He said that several times. Kyle was turned away by the police and because they just wanted to clear the police just wanted to clear the streets they told him not to come any closer uh, there was fencing up between the police armored vehicles and where Kyle was and they told him go away so Kyle was trying to was turned away by the Kenosha Police Department he went home and turned himself into his hometown police department. A friend drove him to his house and then his mother drove him to the police station. And the prosecutors, they're trying to put the AR-15 on trial. They asked Kyle about playing first shooter video games. Uh, they said, you know, video games where you try and kill everyone else with guns. And Kyle rebutted that like a, like a boss. That's a video game, not real life, Kyle said. So what Kyle's thinking, I think, is they're trying to paint me as the kind of person who's reenacting what I saw in video games. And I know the difference between a game and real life. Evidently, these prosecutors don't. Uh, my big worries about this trial, I feel Kyle is innocent. Uh, I would not have personally made the decision to go there in the manner that Kyle did, but I'm not, I was not in his shoes at 17 years old. Uh, I didn't have police cadet training. I didn't have fire and EMT cadet training. Uh, it was not my, well, yeah, I did want to be a policeman growing up, but it was not my goal at that time to go to another city and protect people and render help to people that needed first aid. But I think Kyle is going to be a victim of the times. Um... I was watching Timcast IRL and there was a man on there who was a former United States attorney. When you're being prosecuted for murder, all of the charges below that, like manslaughter uh, <clears throat> and things are in play as well. So there could be a compromise verdict where the jurors find him guilty of manslaughter or a lower crime which still carries a significant amount of jail time also in this there can be what's called a directed verdict when Mr. Grosskreutz said Kyle didn't shoot me until I approached him with my gun the judge could have right then said directed verdict there's not enough evidence here to uh, prove murder 
Remember, murder is generally thought of as premeditated. You went out with the intention of killing people, which is what the defense and the media are trying to paint. Uh, the media is trying to convict Kyle in the court, the court of public opinion. Uh, the defense is winning the courtroom case, but George Floyd's brother says they have cameras in the courtroom. They know who the jurors are. The People's Revolution, who Mr. Grosskreutz is says he's not affiliated with, but he's spoken at their rallies and shouted, long live the revolution at their rallies. Uh, the People's Revolution's friends of Gage Grosskreutz, who was shot, are in the courtroom. So the jurors are aware that the People's Revolution knows who they are. Uh, people were caught video recording the jury getting on to the bus to go to court. The Washington Examiner, which I'm going to link this article in the description on Rumble, has an op-ed that says, Don't cry for Kenosha killer Kyle Rittenhouse. <coughs> Pardon my cough, my sinuses are giving me hairy cat fits. I'm going to take one last swig of water and wrap this up. The prosecutor, Thomas Binger, kept trying to get Kyle to say, when you pulled the trigger, when you pulled the trigger, you wanted to kill so-and-so. Or you knew those bullets were going to kill so-and-so. When you shoot a gun at someone or at an animal, you do not know the bullet will kill them. Not everyone who gets shot dies. I had a friend... Uh, well, I'm is my best friend's dad, but I'm also friends with the dad also. Uh, I'm friends with my best friend's dad, is what I'm trying to say. My best friend's dad was shot five times by a woman who broke into his house. His son was pulling up the driveway. Dad played dead and then ran out of the house as the woman went and hid it in a back room dad ran out and said son I've been shot she's still in the house she's going to shoot you next and then son rushed dad to the hospital um, shot five times with a 38 caliber and lived he went through surgeries and was in the hospital quite a while but he lived the bullets missed most of his major organs okay it is possible for a bullet to pass through your body not hit any major organs and not kill you whether no matter how close how far but caliber weapon there have been people who have been shot and not died so for the defense to say 
Kyle Rosen, how Kyle Rittenhouse, gosh dang it, knew he was going to kill these people when he shot them is bullshit. Kyle said repeatedly, I only wanted them to stop hurting me. I only wanted them to stop trying to kill me. I only wanted them to stop chasing me. I was scared for my life. I was trying to find my friends. This is a scared 17-year-old boy who was trying to get, trying to do good and got in over his head. Kyle kept saying, like I've already said repeatedly, I didn't want to kill anyone. No, I didn't know it was going to kill them when he shot them. So, we know the simple facts. Kyle was being chased by people who said they were going to kill him. He was attacked with a skateboard and kicked in the face by the man with the skateboard. Another man pulled a gun on him at close range and pointed it at his head. Um, Mr. Grosskreutz, who's a pompous, arrogant prick. Just like the revolting blob of the prosecution and the shark boy haircut jerk of the prosecution. I hope you've listened to this point because the media is not going to tell you this. They want to convict Kyle Rosenhaus, Kyle Rittenhouse, too many people with R sounding names alike. They want to convict Kyle Rittenhouse and his AR-15 and thank God for his attorney who is a great attorney that took this case on, uh, damn the torpedoes full steam ahead. Because a lot of attorneys walked away from this kid. He was not allowed to raise money for his defense. Other people have been allowed to raise money for their defense. Different things online. Not Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, thank God for people like Ricky Schroeder who donated $100,000 to Kyle's defense. I didn't even know Ricky Schroeder had that kind of money. <laughs> this Silver Spoons must be more popular in reruns than I realized. Uh, but this is these were the facts. This is what I noted as I was watching. You heard what the judge said. God help this kid. God help them. With that, pray for one another. Stay blessed, my friends. Until next time, this is Big John on Americana, the American way.